and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster, it's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going? Good morning. Yeah, all good. Thank you. How are you? I am great. Thank you. Absolutely marvellous on this fine Monday morning. We're going to give you our best bets for the midweek games coming up in the Championship. Some very interesting games coming up. Look, plenty of value to be found as always. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. JTP, how did we get on at the weekend? Well, I didn't do as well as you. I felt a bit sorry for myself at uh, Saturday night. Um, Derby, my nap over 2.5s in Derby versus Sheffield United. Um, it, it didn't go too well. Finished 1-0. Um, Derby hit the bar early and I thought that would have opened up the game. And there was actually a XG of uh, just above 3.5, but it finished 1-0. So that, was, uh, that wasn't too cheap. But Tyler Smith, my next best. I heard um I've heard he's missed a really big, big chance. Um he actually um contributed to a quarter of Hull's XG, but that didn't come in. And his price has actually got, got a lot shorter since the weekend. So on the right lines, but we didn't get paid out. Frustrating. And Osborne, um first do you know when um Dobby's um Derby's keeper came rushing out and we got a free kick on the edge of the box, but it fell to Osborne. I don't know why he stopped waiting for the whistle and then he put it in the open net after the whistle had been blown. I'm just clutching at straws, really, but that did that did at Landiva, so a bit of a rough weekend for me. Yeah, I think it's the first time you've not got a bet right in a weekend, I think I'm right in saying. I might be completely wrong there, but you always seem to get at least, you know, one right and that just about gets you, you know, above even money for the weekend. So... Nothing to be concerned about just yet. I had Forrest and Millwall to draw one all at five to one, so I was up for the week. My nap should have come in as well because Fulham missed some serious chances. But uh, there you go. It's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So let's have a look at the midweek games, Jimmy, my boy. What is your nap for the upcoming games in the Championship? Yeah, my nap is Blackburn with a zero goal head start on the Asian handicap at Huddersfield. It's uh, bet 365 at 2.01 so just a fraction over even money um, and Blackburn have been flying at the minute you said it yourself uh, on your podcast they've uh, they've almost been sort of sleepwalking into being promotion contenders with obviously a cracking result at the weekend thumping Cardiff 5-1 yeah so I, I do fancy them to get a result the beauty of the Asian handicap line is of zero is it's essentially draw no bet Um so the only way we'll lose if is if Blackburn lose. So we get our state back if they draw. And so far this season, that means this bet would have only lost in Rovers' defeat to West Brom towards the end of August. Um, personally, I do actually make the Blackburn um, win a valuable price at 17 to 10, as the implied probability of that is 35%. I personally have them around 6 to 4. So with the added cushion of money back, if they do draw, I just think uh, even money at this bet really takes my fancy. Now, the Terriers have been of a tricky one to read this season. They are going back, at, like just sort of looking over the results. They spanked Reading, then they lost to Stoke, and then they spanked Blackpool. And since they've lost to Forest, which I know they just sacked their manager, but they have been the worst team in the league. And then there was it was so drab against in their defeat against Swansea at the weekend. I, I don't think they had a shot on target, and they only generated an XG of zero point one five. So. 
I, I, the only caveat I have to this bet is the Terriers have been a nightmare to read. But going on what I saw at the weekend, Blackburn should have enough to beat them. But take the uh, take the zero goal head start uh, even money um, for a bit of added security. Yeah, I was actually myself looking for a way to get behind Blackburn because, as you said, they've only lost once so far this season. That was against West Brom. So looking like a very solid side. And you're quite right in saying Huddersfield are a very funny side in themselves. It's it's very hard to pinpoint exactly what kind of team they are because they have some really, really weird defeats. And then recently, as you quite rightly said, the last two games have had some very poor results. So, yeah, I, I definitely fancy Blackburn. Uh, in midweek, I was that was one bet that I was looking to try and find a way in for, but uh, I'm not as uh, familiar as the Asian handicap as uh, you are. So there you go. Uh, my nap for this coming midweek is West Brom to beat Cardiff at six to five at Betfair and Paddy Power. The reason for that is. Uh, Cardiff are looking like a bit of a shambles at the moment. Mick McCarthy is not managing to get the best out of this Cardiff side and he's starting to get a bit of pressure on him. I was talking to uh, Tom Phillips, who's from the View from the Ninian podcast, the Cardiff podcast, and he said to me that he's dreading this game because he's wondering how many they'll lose by. Of course, they've just lost 5-1 to Blackburn at the weekend and were pretty pathetic because creativity has been something they've struggled with all season and now they're not they're leaking goals at the back as well so it's really not going well for Cardiff and considering West Brom are one of the best teams in the league you'd fancy them at six to five West Brom they were struggling they were drawing a lot of games before uh, their Friday night win over QPR where I don't think they were too great, but they eventually got the job done. And I think that's something that will be a common theme with West Brom throughout the season. Even when they don't play particularly well, they get the job done. And now that they have finally got three points on the board since the inter- inter- international break, I feel like this is you know, a sign of things to come, that they are going to keep ticking over with wins. And 65 against a really poor Cardiff team, I'm having that all day long. Thank you very much. Next no, 100%. So, yeah, 100%. Just want to jump on because I don't want to bore everyone too much, but I have been tracking the, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call them the, 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 um, the big four, the parachute payment boys, the, the, the financially biggest teams in the league. And um, if you can get them at opening price at around six to four or above, that's value. It will, it will go into evens. I've been uh, following it. It happened with Sheffield United at Hull. It's been happening with Fulham a lot. The money does come from, so that is a, that's a valuable pick. So I think the, um, the battle between the two managers is uh, interesting in this one. You've got a young, well, a youngish innovator and someone who looks like he's al- he's almost on his way out of football. So, I think uh, I do think um, West Brom are due a big result here as well. Yeah, I'll take anything north of evens when it's a big four team, shall we say, against a team who look like they're struggling at the moment. What's your next best bet for the midweek games, Jimmy? My next best bet is both teams to score no in Barnsley's game with Forest, and that is at twenty to twenty-three with Betfair. It brings me like no pleasure whatsoever to see the uh, rough start Barnsley have made um, after tipping them to go down after all the stick I got. Uh, they've only got one win. Um, they've drawn five and lost three. And to be honest, on the balance of their games, I'd say they've been a tad fortunate to be on eight points. Um, they were unfortunate not to draw against Blackpool and Luton, but other than that, uh, I think they, were, they, were, yeah, they deserve to be down there. They've got a XG of minus 
9.3. A real goal difference is minus four. So make of that what you will. Um, as a club, they've shifted the direction that they're going in over the summer slightly in terms of style of play. And I think they're just having a bit of teething problems. So uh, I, do, I do like this angle. It's actually landed in three quarters of the last four games. Um, and then Forest, they're obviously a team in transition. It's difficult to read too much into the game since Hutton has gone. Um, there has been a change in formation, which has consolidated their midfield. And it also seems to suit um, the more attacking players that they've got. But looking at Steve Cooper, he's more of a process man. And I don't think we'll see instant results. He will look to build a solid foundation first and then implement his style and then sort of everything will fall into place after that. So unfortunately for Forest fans, I don't think we'll see an instant improvement um, or, much, or much action in terms of goals at Oakwell on Wednesday, which is uh, ultimately why I like the yeah, both teams to score here. Yeah. Uh, both teams to score no, yeah. Beautiful stuff. My next best bet is one which is becoming quite a popular bet for us here on the second tier betting. It's Ilman Ndai to score any time for Sheffield United against Middlesbrough. Four to one at Betfair and Paddy Power. Now, the reason we keep tipping him is because, well, the reason I keep liking the look of his price is because only six players average more expected goals per 90 minutes this season in the championship than Ndai. And he's proven to be a really exciting player for Sheffield United, not scoring as many as he should be. But I feel like over time that will change. He had four shots against Derby at the weekend, including two big chances that he probably should have done better with. And with Billy Sharp playing up front, Billy Sharp is basically this perfect, you know, striker for someone like Ndai, where the ball's being fed to him and Ndai is playing off him and getting plenty of chances. And as I say, he will score goals eventually. It's just they're not bloody going in the back of the net. Uh, but four to one, that is a big price for, you know, a player who's playing that far forward in a fairly attacking team in the championship. So yeah, all over that. He will score goals eventually. Four to one won't last. I can promise you that. Right. Long shot time. Jimmy, what are you saying? Yeah, um, sticking with that game, I've actually gone for Morgan Gibbs-White anytime. That's uh, Borough versus Sheffield United. You can get that at 11-2 with Betfair and um, Paddy Power. Um, obviously exciting because the next best price is 3-1 to one, and that's pretty much standard across the board with every other bookie. It is as short as 13-5 to five with William Hill. Um, and yeah, it's just, I, I just had to sort of double tape when I saw this price because I'm sure he's been around 4.5 sort of four to one. Um, so Sheffield United pre and post international break, two different entities. The seven games prior to the break, only four goals scored. In the five games since, 14 goals scored. That's 10 more in two less games. Um, is it down to Jukanovic or Morgan Gibbs-White? And to be honest, I think more so the latter. He is the creative catalyst for this side. Only Sharp um, has directly contributed to more goals than Morgan Gibbs-White's four. But um, Gibbs-White has played 251 minutes less than Sharp. That means he's averaged a goal every 186 minutes played. He also tops the charts for shots per game with 2.8 and key passes with 2.3. Look, looking at what I've seen of him in the flesh, he obviously looks sharp and fit. Um, cut above, cut above sort of the championship quality, uh, which obviously means he's, he's, he's always good to play 90. Um, he also fancies himself from free kicks, he's been taking free kicks in and around the box. 
Um, as for Borough, you, you obviously get the sense of the tide. The tide has turned, and it has been turning for a while. They've been defensively poor, vacant in midfield. I mean, I saw a picture from the last game, and there was. I know it's hard. It's hard to draw too much from pictures, but in that instant, there was literally no one in midfield. Um, and with Crooks suspended, I, I just don't see him having any real outlet here. Um, we know Warnock's always been a bit of a salty pest, and that's why we love him. But um, ages turned him into a bit more of a grumpy and stubborn man than perhaps this the, a managerial role at the Championship uh, warrants. He wasn't a fan of the signings that he didn't make over the summer. And uh, it's just turned everything a bit sour at Middlesbrough. So I think it's only a matter of time before he goes. And um, I can't see him setting his side up to um, to deal with Sheffield United's front four in a, in a, to deal with them properly, to be honest. So I think, uh, similar to what you said with Ndai, I think Morgan Gibbs' white price is just too big. It will shorten. And I've also had a little a little punt on the brace. It's 60-1 to one, uh, with Betfair and Paddy Power. Well, my long shot this week, and I think it might be my biggest long shot of the season so far. I, I, I need to check that off the top of my head. But 18-1 to one it is, and it's Alexander Mitrovic to score a hat-trick against Swansea, and that's with Sky Bear. Now, I was just talking a minute ago about how in Dai only six players average more expected goals per 90 minutes uh, than him in the Championship this season. Alexander, Richmich, Alexander Mitrovic, easy for me to say, is second in that list. Bizarrely, Chuksaniki is top, but he's only played less than two games, less than 20, less than two 90 minutes so far this season for Birmingham, whereas Mitrovic has played every game and is second in that list. He had nine shots against Bristol City at the week, which is just a bizarre amount of shots. And the fact he didn't score at least a hat-trick is quite surprising. But as long as he's getting in those areas, as we always say, then I don't mind. Um, and then you look at Swansea, according to Info Goal, only four teams have a poor expected goals against them this season than Swansea. They are looking very open at the back. And when you've got a striker like Alexander Mitrovic, who has taken absolutely no time in adjusting back to life in the Championship, he could be licking his lips here. And I fancy him to score at least one. I was going to have him having a brace at 4-1, to one, which I think is a decent price as well. But I saw the hat-trick, 18-1, to one, couldn't resist. If he is in the If he's as hungry for goals as he was against Bristol City at the weekends, then hat-trick is very... Very, very possible. So, yeah, 18 to 1. Why not? Let's lump on, boys. Uh, right, roundup of our bets then. Jimmy, what have you had in the midweek games this week? My nap is Blackburn with the zero goal head start against Huddersfield. That's 2.01 with Bet365. And then my next best is both teams to score no in Barnsley's game against Forest. That is. 20 to 23 with Betfair and Paddy Power. And then my long shot is Morgan Gibbs White to score any time in Borough's game against Sheffield United. And that is 11 to 2 with Betfair and Paddy Power. Good stuff. My nap is West Brom to beat Cardiff. That's 6 to 5 at Betfair and Paddy Power. Iliman and Daid score any time for Sheffield United against Middlesbrough. That's 4 to 1 at Betfair and Paddy Power. And then Mitrovic to score a hat trick against Swansea. That is 18 to 1 
at Skybet. And if that comes in, then I'm guessing I'm pretty much up for the whole season. So there you go. This has been the second tier betting. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. We'll be back again on Thursday to give you our best bets for the weekend in the championship. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. Thank you.